When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, I love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back for the second segment of today's show on Steelers Nation Radio. And, um, yeah, it's been a unique experience for us today, man, as we've been celebrating the life, but at the same time just reacting to the passing of Franco Harris, um, pro football Hall of Famer, Steelers legend. Franchise icon. Pittsburgh icon. I mean, every accolade that you can think of, just all around awesome guy on and off the field. Um, Like I said, man, just reflecting on what he meant to the city, what he meant to us, what he meant to the various people surrounding the football community. And um, we're going to get a chance to hear from another person, um, Bob Labiola, in a little bit, man, just because obviously he's a guy who has even more understanding and knowledge of what he meant to the team. But before we did that, I do want to uh, also speak on Pat Firemuth. Okay. Um, he also had put out something just uh, speaking on the passing away of Franco because obviously both of those guys are Penn State alums and they have a, a very unique relationship in that aspect as well. But Pat Firemuth says, To the man who announced me as a Pittsburgh Steeler, may you rest in peace. Very thankful for our friendship and you always being there for me when I needed it. Penn State and Steeler legend forever. May your legacy live on forever. R.I.P. number 32. And he shares the video clip of Franco Harris announcing mm-hmm. that the Pittsburgh Steelers were drafting Pat Frymuth, um back in the, uh, I believe that was what, two years ago in that draft? So, yeah, man. So, um, that was two. Yeah, it would have been two years yeah, ago. Two last, years ago year, last year, last year he Correct. introduced uh, Kenny Pickett last year. Yep. Yeah, so um, like I said, man, just see once again the impact that he's had on numerous generations yeah. of people, numerous decades of people. Like, it's just crazy to think, but that's impact, that's legacy. And like I just talked about, um, a guy that has even more intimate knowledge and understanding of who Franco really was and what he really meant to Pittsburgh. Bob Labriola, we'll go ahead and turn it over and let you hear what he had to say about him earlier today.
and labs. If anybody can somehow quantify or put into some sort of perspective Franco's contribution to the Steelers in the city of Pittsburgh, it would be you, my friend. Um, yeah. uh, I, 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 I'm going to try. Let's put it that way. That's let me, all let me, we're trying me, to do, Labs, let today. Me, let, me, let, me t- let me do it this way. Yes. Um, I'll give you a couple of quotes Beautiful. from people who know what they're talking about. Right. Um, we'll start with Joe Green. Mm. Franco was the heart and soul of our team. When Franco arrived, we became the Pittsburgh Steelers. Franco brought the Steelers out of the dark ages. Um, The other one is Dan Rooney. Um, He's one of the finest, most thoughtful human beings I've ever known. That's all I got. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, yeah. It's, this is like, uh, you know, name it in two quotes or less. You just nailed it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that uh, that was that's remarkable, especially DMR, when you consider that from A to Z, the great one, Joe Green, puts him on a legendary status. And DMR kind of goes A to Z on the other side, talks about the, the, the man that Franco was to, and just really kind of sets the table for what we're facing here and the loss of such a unique and wonderful man such as Franco is just uh, it's just a hard one to take. That's for sure. Yeah, the timing, too, is just um, wow. Yeah, cruel is yeah. the word I would use. Um, you know, and... You know, so much of this, uh, you know, shocking doesn't even, in my mind, doesn't even begin to paint the picture of this. I mean, um, you know, I'm watching, there's things on TV, you know, I'm, I'm on the internet, I'm doing research, I'm, you know, I'm all over social media. And here's an example, Pittsburgh Today uh, comes on it nine o'clock or something, KDKA TV. Um, one of Bob Pompiani's daughters is a co-host. Right. And yeah. I'm going to say Selena. I really hope I'm getting it right. I think you um, are. I think you are. That, that should not she, be any security a- to you. <laughs> I think. But I mean, she's on the, she was on the air talking about, he was just on this show yesterday. I just talked to him. He was so excited about, you know, the w- upcoming weekend. And, and you know, it, it, there's – there was – there was it's a shock. I, I – you know, again, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sorry this is radio and I'm supposed to be able to, you know, be communicating uh, with words, spoken words, and – they kind of leave us at this moment. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to say that um, can put this, what happens, into any kind of perspective. I certainly cannot make it understandable, right, um, right. in any way. And then, you know, to try and put this man's life, um, you know, into a soundbite, yeah, uh, is is impossible right um right. and it's you know and and this you know 
Mike Tomlin was talking about him yesterday right. at his news conference, went into some detail, you know, about Franco Harris, uh, their work together on Pittsburgh Promise. Um, you know, one of the many things, you know, that Franco um, was, is inv- was involved in, um, you know, to help in the community. And, the, and he's gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I apologize to your listeners for, you know, just kind of babbling and rambling, but um, the man, and I didn't even really know him that well. I'm not going to, I don't feel um, qualified to uh, really try and use my own experiences or my own interactions with him or any of that to, to try and put all of this into perspective because, you know, I, I, I didn't know him that well. Uh, I, I never really covered the team before, you know, his career ended. I was there for, you know, a little bit of the very end. Um, there was an occasional, uh, you know, home game or something, but I mean, it's not like I ever spend any time talking to him in his dorm room at St. Vincent college or, you know, a lot of the kinds of uh, things that were available to the media, you know, <laughs> yeah. during the 1970s and yeah. to get to know these, these guys. So, um, but I mean, I, I certainly have nothing bad to say about him. There was nothing ever about him that was not first class, Yeah, you know, on the field, uh, in the community, um, it's a, it's, it's, well, it's tragic, first of all, and it's, you know, um, the world is a lesser place today than it was yesterday. I think that's what you echoed, Max, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, you know, when you, I mean, and, and like you said, Labs, I mean, he, in the limited interactions that people might've had with him, he just left such a magnanimous mark upon you like he he had this certain endearing quality where he could draw you in (laughs) and you just felt like you you know like you say like in a room full of people he can make you feel like you're the one you know and I think that was something that's just so rare in people um and especially when you consider the stature that he held and the fact that he literally gave more than he took yeah. And that's kind of what makes it so tough to deal with is because he was such a, a great human being. And like you said, cruel um, <clears throat> is just an understatement um, considering what was supposed to be, you know, a celebration of him, which it still will be. But he's not there to receive those roses, yeah. you know, and that that's what that's what makes it so cruel because he's given so much over these last 50 years. Um, and may, and just made Pittsburgh, I mean, a special place that you knew the home, you know, Franco was there and he was always in the community. He was never a recluse or shied away. Even like you said to the end, like the man was doing interviews. He was at the history center. One of my good friends, Keith, um, you know, it told me a story. Um, he texted it over earlier and was saying how he he went and got you know got a shirt that was you know cementing the immaculate reception right it showed the score and the time left against the Raiders 
and he would say he ran into uh, you know a dad with his two daughters, and they were like they were just at the Heinz History Center, and they knew about the Immaculate Reception because of because of him talking to his daughters about it. They had a ten minute conversation with Franco in the History Center. Like those are the type of stories, and this just happened a day ago. So it's like it, it it's so shocking um, to to hear it to to digest it and and quote unquote accept it because like I was telling Wolf earlier Bob uh, I did not accept what my wife told me this morning um, <laughs> that that Franco had passed I did I, I just I refused to accept it and then when it hit the shock started to happen um, because like I said the, the, he was a monumental person Jerry said in the last segment he he's on the Mount Rushmore Steeler greats um, so yeah it's just it's very tough yeah, and you know one of the things that you know I've always believed uh, from talking to a lot of um, you know the great players from the seventies, uh, you know Jack Ham among them. You know, after Steelers Digest um, was born in nineteen eighty eight, one of the first you know significant uh, national type events, you know, were the Hall of Fame inductions, and Jack Ham was. I think he was 1989. So um, I I remember going to his office. He had an office. Maybe he still does. But at the time, it was in Sewickley. And I sat down and, um, you know, talking to him about, um, you know, his his honor. And, um, you know, then we just, you know, Jack Ham, very intelligent guy, always had you know, uh, I thought an, a unique and accurate perspective on things. And, you know, Jack Hams started just talking about the Steelers and the and how they were, you know, kind of put together because, you know, Jack Ham came in 1971. Um, so he, you know, pretty much Joe Green. And when you look at the, the Hall of Famers, um, you know, Joe Green was first. Uh, and then, you know, Jack Ham was right there. And, you know, Ham was talking about, the significant players uh, in franchise history. And while, um, you know, he wasn't going to say anything bad about any of his teammates, in my mind, sitting there listening to him, he made it very clear that Joe Green was one and Franco Harris was next. Um, You know, a lot of fans, and again, I don't mean to disparage anyone, but, you know, fan favorites from those 70 teams, 70s teams, um, you know, uh, the quarterback always gets a lot of attention because he's the quarterback. And hey, you know, Terry Bradshaw, great player, first ballot Hall of Famer too. Um, Jack Lambert, a lot of people loved him. They loved his passion. You know, throwing Cliff Harris to the ground in yeah. Super Bowl ten, and all those kinds of things. But um, in Jack Ham's mind, when you looked at what made the Steelers a winning team, a championship contending team. It was Franco Harris. Right. Uh, Franco Harris was to the offense what Joe Green was to the defense. And so, um, you know, the fact that the Steelers were retiring Franco Harris's number this weekend uh, and that he was, you know, the second uh, member of the 1970s Steelers to have that honor bestowed on him, you know, People should understand that it goes beyond the fact that it's the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. 
Now that made it a nice, neat little package, right? You know, and it it made a lot of sense. It was clean. Um, if if anyone chose to, um, you know, make an issue of it, you know, why him? Um, the 50th anniversary of the of the Immaculate Reception kind of, um, you know, makes it a clean um, process, but it also is in my opinion, historically accurate in terms of who, what, of the pecking order of those players. And so, um, uh, you know, again, a lot of uh, fans may be coming to the Steelers dynasty late uh, in their lives or, you know, they're younger people and don't really uh, remember, uh, you know, the early 70s when, you know, the championships were being formed, maybe, you know, and the highlights always have a tendency to focus on Bradshaw doing the, you know, the great things with the receivers. And I mean, that's the way the NFL is now anyway. And it, it, it fits and it's, it's more than just a narrative. I mean, that is also historically accurate, but when you're talking about building the blocks for a dynasty, um, Franco was to the offense, what Joe Green was for the defense. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. You know what, Labs? Who who made the statement? Was it the chief that said we didn't we didn't win much before he got here, and we didn't lose much after he got here? Yeah, the chief said it. Dan Rooney said it. Okay. Um, you know, it was something that, um, you know, who said it first? I, you know, it probably was the chief, uh, but Dan Rooney said it as well. And to me, when guys like that are talking about it, um, it's true. Right. I mean, it, it's. It's, um, you know, it, it's beyond just a platitude, you know, or a recognition, you know, of someone's contributions. I mean, it's 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 coming from people who, um, you know, had their were the heartbeat of that yes. franchise at that time. And, um, you know, they loved, you know, Art Rooney, this Art Rooney senior loved all those players, you know, yeah. Dan Rooney as well. And so for them to pick out you know individuals uh, and and offer um opinions or uh, a perspective that is you know i don't know points uh singles them out as something more than the rest um i think it's something you got to take to heart that was steelers editor contributor just Big dog in terms of the media, Bob Lariola, just sharing his thoughts on Franco Harrison, ultimately what Franco meant to him, what he meant to the organization. And, I mean, he's right in every element that he said. That's why I wanted to make sure we shared that today because there's certain people that we just talk about within Steeler Nation that are able to really speak on the guys from that generation, the guys that were really at the forefront of changing the narrative in Pittsburgh yep. in terms of changing them from being – you know, one of the laughing stocks to one of the greatest franchises in sports history. And, you know, like I said, it was just good to hear from uh, Bob Labriola right there and even to hear the impact that he was touched to the point where you could hear the emotion yeah. coming out of him, the passion coming out of him when he spoke on Franco. And that's, you know what it is? Like, it's, it, t- I always like hearing that history too, Motsi, real quick, just because, like, that's hard for you and I to believe, but there was a time where the Pittsburgh Steelers were not this revered franchise yeah. like they are now. Absolutely. In fact, man. it was quite the opposite. Yeah. They were the, the punchline of a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And a lot of people deserve credit, obviously, for for getting that moving in the right direction. You know the names. Rooney, Null, Bradshaw, Green, Blunt, Ham, Lambert, mm-hmm. Webster. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the Bradshaw, what? Swan. What? Shell. Stallworth. What? Shell. What? Uh, Webby. What? But, man, right right there, you know, at the top of that list uh, with all of them was, was certainly Franco Harris as well. No, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, another guy that is going to be able to do a lot of justice, just in terms of speaking on Franco Harris and what he meant on and off the field, is a very familiar voice for Steel Nation, the legendary Billy Hillgrove, speaking on Franco Harris. Hello, Billy. How are you, my friend? And I know this is a tough moment. Max and I have been struggling all morning here, but uh, we thank you for coming to the locker room and um, participating and sharing some thoughts about the late, great Franco Harris. Well, um, we got off the pit basketball charter at about 145, and uh, I get in my car, and I'm on the parkway, and the phone rings, and it's Curtis Aiken, my partner. And he is emotionally distraught. And I said, did you get into an accident? Are you okay? He goes, Franco passed. And, you know, he was close with Franco and a business uh, partner. Right. And, um, you know, it uh, it took me the whole drive home to have it even begin to sink in. Wow. And it sent me back, you know, to when he made that great play. And I wasn't one of the 400,000 people at Three River Stadium. <laughs> I, 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 was, I, I was in a hotel room in Los Angeles because Pitt had played UCLA the night before, and we're going to play Pepperdine that night. And so Tim Gergerich, assistant coach, and I were watching the game. And uh, I'll never forget when they signed off, Al Regattas and Kurt Gowdy, who were, you know, old AFL guys, and understandably, uh, it had – almost been like somebody stuck a stake in their hearts, you know, because uh, they were kind of leaning toward the Oakland A's and Oakland A's, Oakland Raiders and, you know, thought they had won the game. Anyhow, uh, fast forward, uh, I last saw Franco and uh, Wolf, you were there for the preview of the Hall of Honor Museum, and they have that booth where you can call a play. So I went in and I called a play. I chose the San Antonio touchdown in Super Bowl Forty Three. And when I finished, we had a few laughs, and I came out, and there's Franco with Dana, his wife. And I said, Franco, why don't you do your play? He said, oh, no, no, not tonight. And that's the last I saw him. Uh, Earlier in August, uh, we were on uh, opposite sides of the uh, bocce wars uh, for Italian days in Bloomfield. And he plays naturally for the Italian squad, and I play for the Irish squad. And... uh, (laughs) Larry Richard was with us, Rich Fitzgerald, you know, but it's it, we're like the Washington Generals uh, in, in, in the bocce world. <laughs> oh, Billy, and, I needed really, to laugh like that, brother. And, and really and truly, uh, somebody took a picture of Franco and I face-to-face on the platform all by ourselves just talking, and uh, that's a treasure that uh, I will keep forever. Absolutely. There's no question about it. Wow. You know, there's just so many great memories, you know, that that, uh, all three of us just in sharing this. And then to be able to highlight that and talk about some of the things that occur off the field, that's even more important because it it gives you insight to who the man was and how great a man 
that he was and oh, just what he meant to the was, city. He was always available. I don't care what cause, who it was, how big or small, Franco would generally, if he could, show up. Yeah. And he helped our Santa's kids a couple of times. And, you know, I, uh, he, he was just very, very special guy. Um, uh, he was a great family man, a great husband, a great father. Yes. And uh, like I say, he was always available. And, and you know, I I give that, and, and I give the Steelers credit. They emphasize to their players the need to be involved in your community. And they've always done that. Absolutely. And I'm not telling, I'm preaching to the choir to talk to you guys about it. You know. Yeah. Uh, and and he kind of exemplified that community involvement, uh, and that's one of the reasons why the Steelers Nation is so strong. Uh, it, uh, I have no doubts in my mind. Absolutely, Billy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for checking Thanks, in. Bill. I know you got things to do, so appreciate you taking the time because um, everybody's perspective that has crossed paths with Franco has got something enriching to share. You know, and that's uh, that's the beautiful part of this human being that God put on this earth uh, by the name of Franco Harris. Thank you, Billy. Somebody sent me. Yeah. Okay. One, one more thing. Somebody sent me a picture this morning of uh, Franco uh, taking a sip of uh, Italian wine with Frank Sinatra. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Uh, it's a classic. Yes. Yes. It's a classic. That was just absolutely unbelievable. We appreciate you, Billy. Right there. Billy Hillgrove speaking on the legendary Man, Franco Harrison, his untimely passing away uh, earlier today at the age of 72 years old. And um, we're going to get ready to go to break. When we come back, this third and final segment we will be dedicating to the Twitter.com. And we'll let you guys, um, you know, talk about your thoughts, your special memories from Franco Harris. If you have not got those in. Definitely send them in on the Twitter.com at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. Da good hair. And once again, this is Arthur Mutz and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart. 